0: (laughs) Good evening and welcome to the City Club of the Mahoney Valley at Christ Episcopal Church. I'm Father Jeff Baker, I'm a rector here at Christ Episcopal, and I am honored to introduce tonight's Views and Brews, well, Views and Views, no brews tonight, sorry, forum, conversation on complete streets and the transit paradise. It's well understood that access to reliable and affordable transportation is essential to addressing poverty, unemployment, obesity, and a variety of other social ills. Unfortunately, in many Midwestern cities, priority is often given to those who can afford transportation, leaving those on limited income without reliable transportation to jobs school, medical appointments, and other resources. Compounding the problem is the is an absence of safe multimodal alternatives, a lack of bike lines, and neglected sidewalks and roads can cause safety issues for pedestrians and bikers by forcing them into potentially dangerous situations. These issues are present in Warren, which has seen turmoil after the Trumbull County Transit War, slow installation of sidewalks in busy areas, and lack of protected bike lanes. What happens now? Can Warren establish a transportation system that provides equal, meaningful, modal choices, enabling access to jobs, healthcare, education, and opportunity, Tonight, we have an esteemed panel of local leaders to discuss what efforts have proven successful and what challenges remain. Joining, joining us are Jenna Amrine, health educator, Creating Healthy Communities Program coordinator for the Trumbull County Combined Health District, Christian Bennett, food access coordinator, fellow for Trumbull Neighborhood Partnership, Councilman John R. Brown, Jr., of Warren City Council, Dean Harris, Executive Director of Western, and Western Reserve Transit Authority, and Mike Salome, Transit Administrator for Trumbull County Transit. Leading today's conversation is Tribune Chronicle reporter Renee Fox. Rene, thank I turn
1: the forum over to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hi. Um, well, this is Mike Salamone to my, to my left here. He, Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for coming today. Um, a lot of you know me as um, the local transit reporter. Um, but today we're here to bring together a lot of people who know a lot about these issues, so I'm excited that we can put it all out in the open and have a nice frank discussion about transit in our community. So, I'd like uh, Dean and Mike to start by explaining the history of transportation in the area and to get into what system we have now. Me. (laughs) Thanks, Mike.
2: (laughs) Um, I've only been here uh, less than a year, so to kind of explain the history of transit, I really don't know it completely. What I do know, is approximately 20 plus years ago, um, the transit started, I believe, in Niles, and then back and forth. And it was always contracted with a, a company called Community Bus Service, and that's what we're still contra- contracting with at this point. So, that's really what I know about the history of the transit. Sure, can,
1: can you guys tell us the difference between um, Trumbull County contracting with Community Bus Services and what Dean has over in Mahoning County with WRTA? Western Reserve Transit Authority?
3: Sure. So WRTA is um, a sales tax-based regional transit authority. So our funding is, comes from sales tax. Um, we we're we able to uh, provide service to the whole county. Um, Mike, who is a transit county board, they are funded locally by um, different government agencies. And so their funding is very dependent on um, what funding they can contribute. And our funding levels are much, much different, too. We're about a $12 million budget where county transit uh, is about 2 million. We're
2: we're about a $2 million budget and you're absolutely right. Our funding levels, like you said, Dean, you're a sales tax base. We are local funding sources. So if a local funding source goes away, we really get hurt. And that's a big difference.
1: Great. Um, Jenna, could you explain the approach that you're taking at the Combined Health District?
4: At Trumbull County Combined Health District, we have a federal grant that is looking to improve physical activity and access to healthy foods. And so within that, uh, about three years ago, some coalition members, it was your community, stakeholders in the area, started looking at the concept of complete streets. Um, This, you may have heard of the term road diet, right? So kind of when it comes up time to uh, repaint the road, repave it, we kind of reassess the situation. Our city and our area is not the same as it was. 40 years ago when the roads were built. Um, so essentially it's passing a policy or an ordinance or a resolution saying that you're gonna support these best practices and you're going to make the roads safe and accessible for all modes of transportation. So what all modes includes that your, as a pedestrian you feel safe walking on either the sidewalks or the shoulder of the road. As a bicyclist you feel safe bicycling on the road whether you have bike lanes or um, enough space and then as a motorist you're aware that there are pedestrians and bicyclists and you're aware of the rules and to protect them so that everyone feels safe on the roads at one time so we took this uh, concept and we've been working in Warren City and we did get a complete streets resolution passed and we're still moving forward to get more ordinance and substance to that that we put these practices into our projects when we um, have projects coming up here.
1: Great. And what could some of those ordinances look like? What would be some of the actions uh, the city could take that would best represent those uh, desired results?
4: Yeah, so the big thing is that you reassess the projects when they come up. Um, Maybe getting a we would like to propose like a council of a a sense of department heads and community people who have the experience so that we're making sure that everyone is accounted for and you're thinking of everyone while still following all of the guidelines, rules, requirements and um, within the budget because that some of these projects can be big so maybe it's we need to look at other grant funding opportunities as well to make sure that the streets are safe for everyone.
1: Right, and how does that with you, Christian, work with um, TMP's mission?
5: Yes, um, for TP's mission, um, uh, they are really um, forward focused on um, trying to increase food access within Warren. It's not a secret that Warren is a food desert. So, um, with my job description, just partnering with a lot of uh, corner store owners and trying to implement fresh produce within their stores where it's uh, walkable for residents within um, surrounding communities where the stores are located. Um, and because of that, uh, it's easier for residents to walk there because of you know maybe uh, transportation barriers or um, people not having a car themselves or um, can't really rely on public transportation. So that's where like a lot of our corner store um, comes into the place of trying to fill in the gaps. Um, and trying to uh, help increase food access within Warren.
1: Um, Councilman Brown, in the time that you've been working for the city, how have you seen that access change um, from how quickly people can get to a grocery store from different parts of the city, that kind of thing. Are
6: you speaking on the transportation side or the, the stores themselves? In the-,
1: the availability of those locations, whether there's transportation available or
6: not. Well, I mean, there, there are bus routes throughout the city for people, and there's on-demand call for people. But um, certainly on the southwest side of Warren, there's a need for uh, more uh, store, you know, food stores, there's like you call a food desert, Mm -hmm. but um, there's been increased (laughs) transportation opportunities. I'm on the TCAP board and we have on-call busing with TCAP and, you know, the established bus routes with WRTA certainly help people.
1: Right. And Dean, um, WRTA has ideas of expanding those routes in these lesser served parts of the city. That's right.
3: Just correct. We put a grant application into the state through their Ohio Transit uh, Program, which they were supposed to announce by now, but have not. So we don't <laughs> have got them yet. But our grant request was two parts. The first part is uh, to put six routes into the city of Warren to provide service um, basically throughout the city to connect the stores and retail establishments with the, re- with the residential areas, um, to- and then also to connect with uh, WRTA's express route. We currently have that comes out of uh, Warren into Youngstown. The second part of the application was for demand response on call type uh, transportation for the rest of the county to try and link all that together. And with those two projects combined with our current Boning um, county transportation, uh, we're hoping to make it a, into a two county system so we can combine and provide transportation within the counties and then between the counties and make it more connected.
1: Why are we now just in 2019? And I know both of you gentlemen are, are relatively new to your positions. Uh, but in your study of, of the history of what you came into in the last year or two, uh, what kind of traditional barriers have been in place for offering a regionalized transportation system?
3: Transits have always been localized, either a city and sometimes a county. Uh, the, really, the county concept hasn't come into play until probably the early 70s. Maybe mid 70s, so it's been a growing thing, and it's very um, tribalism type thing. So trying to go beyond the board has been very, very difficult. Um, many or many areas are starting to do the cross town, um, not cross town, cross county connections, um, but it's very hard because the way taxes are based, they're based on your loc- location. So to go into a new area, it's harder to add them when you can't add the tax to go with it to support the service.
2: In fact, I'd like to add a little bit to that on a little history for me. Previous to this job, I worked in Medina County. Medina County actually had two transit systems. They had Medina County Public Transit and Brunswick Transit Authority. The BTA was actually a fixed route. Medina County was an on-demand and fixed. It took me several years, but I eventually were able to merge the two together. And like Dean was saying, it was just very difficult because you just have a communication gap and people just don't want it. And they just want the separation. They want to continue running the way it is. So.
1: Right. People get invested in the system as it stands for yeah. one reason or another. And people don't like
2: change. That's the other thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Well, is the system that we have in Warren right now. Is that something that people could rely on to get to work? Say you have a, a 9 to 5 or maybe more realistically around here, 12 to 5, and then maybe tomorrow it's a 6 to 9, and then maybe the day after that it's a noon to 4. Is there a system in place right now in where people can get to work?
2: I'm going to say no, and where I'm coming from is again, the funding source. We don't have a big enough funding source to be able to transport all these people. And that's the, one of the biggest problems right there, and that's where the tax levy plus your grants can make you into a large, much larger system where you can pick up more people, have more routes out there.
1: Would that insist in the complete streets idea or in alleviating the food desert? Yeah, Jenna. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um,
4: would be great. To help with that because public transportation is very important in some of our work and doing um, bike, we do bike audits or walk audits or we take lead people on bike rides. We get to talk to the individuals and not everyone has a car. They have to get to work. They have to get food for their family. That's why they're out biking in the snow or in the rain or they're out walking with their groceries and so being able to have that public transportation, another component, would be great to really help our
1: residents in the area be able to get to work and home and run errands. Um, a large part of um, the transportation system, the public transportation system, is based on people needing to get to medical appointments too. Is that a high percentage of the riders uh, either you, Dean, or you might see in Trumbull and Mahoning counties?
3: For, Mah- for Mahoning County, the percentage of riders for medical, um, probably in the l- low teens, the m- majority of our trips are for work, but 50% of our trips are work-related. Oh. But of course, that's line service. So. That's mainly what they're doing.
2: Right. I think in Warren, it's probably well over 50% for medical.
1: Right.
2: And then some for work, but.
1: Right.
2: And then the shopping and that type of thing.
1: So um, as you guys start applying for money together for both systems, how do you see the Trumbull County Transit Board and WRTA, how do you envision that relationship morphing over the next year or two? Do you think there'll be eventually one regional system?
3: Of course, my personal goal is, of course, WRJ would be the one to run the whole system because we are a regional transit authority. Um, that requires cooperation between the two counties and there'll be a lot of hurdles to overcome. But it makes sense to have one central uh, system running the transportation. Plus, we have the infrastructure in place to expand into Trouble County. Whereas Trumbull County Transit being an uh, on-demand, uh, third party, they have, don't have staffing. Or the, um, right now, financial resources to do that type of thing. But personally, I would really love the WRT to be in Trumbull County also.
2: And I'd like to add to that. Thanks, um, Mike. In regards to Out, Ohio Department of Transportation, they are really looking at regionalization for Ohio. The federal government is looking for regionalization for the entire country. In the entire country, there's about 700 transit systems, small, medium, and large. And what the idea is is that these RTAs take over the smaller systems. And it actually does make sense. I know people will be losing jobs, possibly, but it makes sense because the RTAs have the funding to be able to run a much smoother system, whereas the smaller systems are going from year to year, just going from grant to grant trying to make it meet, and sometimes they can't, and they have to fold or something.
1: Now, could Trumbull County implement a, a, ta- a sales tax or a property tax to fund WRTA's operations in Trumbull County?
3: Yes or no? I, think, uh, I don't know if the county itself can do it. Uh, RTA has the tax authority to put a tax on if we are part, if Trumbull county is part of our service area. So we do have the authority. I don't know what the county's authority is on taxing if they were to do their own.
1: So there wouldn't have to be a vote for you to... There would have to be a vote. There would be? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound like a part of our region's future? Or is it kind of down the path? Or is that...
3: If we were to make it a two-county true transit system, it would have to be part of the path we would follow and see where it goes.
1: Okay. Thank you. What are, what are some of the benefits that participating in the safe routes to parks, safe routes to schools, and safe routes to healthy foods programs can offer a community like ours? Christian or Jenna?
4: One of the, the best things is that um, we're actually making the roads safe uh, for the people, for the children. So Safe Routes to School, you're looking at all your elementary schools. That is a great funding source for lots of great projects. And we are very happy of the work that um, Paul McCaskey has been doing here in Warren City and the money that he's been getting with their Safe Routes to School program. Safe Routes to Park, we want our kids to be physically active. Whenever we do assessments, they always say they don't feel safe letting their kids walk to the park. Right? It's a different time of day, a different time of era, I should say. It's not like it used to be. So we, we want to look at funding opportunities, how we can do, and TMP is working on a park audit right now in Warren. So how can we improve access to these parks? And the Safe Routes to Healthy Foods, as Christian had said earlier, and she has been doing a lot of work, she can speak a little bit more on it, is that we do have a food desert, and we have these areas that are within, two, they're over two miles for individuals from their home to get just healthy food produce or healthy food options. Um, Christian has done a lot of work to improve that and warn at corner stores, but just because it's there doesn't mean they can safely get to the corner store that is maybe two, three blocks over because there's no sidewalks or there's no bike lanes there that it's potholes and things of that nature that make it unsafe for individuals. So if Christian wants to touch on some of this um, healthy food access.
5: Yeah. yeah, and also with um, it kind of overlaps, too, with uh, our streets and how people are um, getting to our corner stores. i um, just wanting to um, continue to partner with uh, county engineers as well and trying to establish um, some crosswalks um, so if pedestrians can feel um, safe and also encourage um, to cross the street and to also get access to um, healthy produce at nearby corner stores as well. Um, one corner store that I'm particularly working with is Lucky 7 on East Market. Um, there could be a lot of great improvement um, within that within that whole um, street actually of just improving sidewalks. And uh, also just getting back to the basics too, um, if for a lot of corner stores that are open past 10 o'clock, so improving street lighting and um, also uh, having uh, community policing as well, um, making citizens feel encouraged and making them again feel safe because um, every every resident has the right to um, travel to their destination, um, rather it's daytime or at night. So just wanting to make sure that we're continuing um, to improve that and also just working with other city officials and how can we get some things established with that.
1: So Christian, do you hear that Feeling security when going to a a store for produce is is one of people's concerns, and not just, say, a sidewalk or a crosswalk, but actually feeling safe.
5: Yeah, I I think that that would be one of a huge concern that a a resident would have, um, especially if they live, you know, less than five minutes away, walking distance from a corner store. Um, Of course, uh, there's a lot of incidents that do happen within our city, so um, just trying to uh, revision what a safe city looks like um, at any time of the day and making sure that um, residents um, feel comfortable and also, too, just store owners, also building those relationships with residents um, definitely helps the safety as well.
1: Councilman Brown, could you weigh in on that?
5: Um,
6: Just to say that um, this Saturday, TNP is hosting an event from noon to two at lucky seven mm-hmm. yeah and i think there's health screenings and yes cooking and yeah
5: cooking demonstrations uh, mercy health will be partnering with us um, with health screenings um the store owners are really forward thinking um they really care about the community so um we'll be having uh, grilled shish kebabs and rice and um vegetarian pizza all those things um, just to let the community know that you know a corner store can offer so many more opportunities within our community and um yeah so it'll just be a really great opportunity so come out and support
6: that's across from the bp station right next to the presbyterian church Mm -hmm. kind of catty corner from trumbull hospital
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of neighborhoods on north and south south of east market there that i think could benefit from from that so um councilman brown could you tell us a a little bit about what having a bike trail within the city limits of warren um, but also connecting warren to other cities does for transit locally Sure. Uh, Um, is it something people use to really get around or is it more of a recreational
6: i think it's recreational right now but more and more people are are starting to use it Um, i'm metro parks chairman also and we are in charge of the greenway that goes from Ashtabula County and all the way down to the Ohio River. Uh, just this week, Ashtabula County announced that they're finishing the last couple of miles. So you will go, you could actually leave from right here and, and be on a on bike trail, paved, all the way to Lake Erie. As of now, you can get up the West Avenue, which is a couple miles from there. So. Um, I think we have 17 miles of, of bike trail between the county and city in Warren. Ashtabula has 27. And the, um, the Greenway was first thought of I think in 19, in the uh, Voinovich administration when he was governor. And it's the old 714 Pennsylvania Railroad line. But the vision is that you'll be able to bicycle from the Ohio River to Lake Erie. And uh, it's an opportunity for forward-thinking people if you had a bicycle bed and breakfast. um, Actually, Warren is about the halfway point on the trail. And a lot of times when trails are being talked about or being built, um, you get the NIMBYs, you know, and... and, uh,
1: What's a NIMBY, John?
6: Not in my backyard, I believe. Yeah. And you're hearing that down in Columbiana County right now where people are talking about it's too close to my house. But statistically, every single place that a bike trail has gone in in the United States, it has increased property value. So uh, people always worry, you know, what's, you know, they they contrive something in their mind. But bike trails are a wonderful thing. Uh, You you know, you don't have to bike on them. You can walk on them. But the overall... um, trails in Warren, uh, you get some negative publicity, but uh, as being a councilman and being uh, on the metro parks, uh, a lot of the publicity in Warren that you hear someone was was accosted or whatever, when you really get down to the bottom of it, it it wasn't true or it wasn't on the bike trail. Um, So again, people, uh, I've been on the bike trail hundreds and hundreds, thousands of times, and up to all the way to Ashtabula. Uh, it's a wonderful thing, and uh, if you go on it and use it, you'll, you'll appreciate it.
1: Jenna, how does having a bike trail like that in the community help with health outcomes? Is it something that people take advantage of more knowing it's here?
4: Yeah, um, they definitely, it's an opportunity for physical activity. It's one more that they did not have before, so they could definitely improve their health outcomes. And if it's closer, right, <laughs> it's gonna be lazy. But like, if it's closer, you can you might go bike if you just have to bike a couple blocks instead of loading up the car, right, and going. Um, yeah. Depending on what you use it for, but um, we also sponsor our bike to work every year, so that's another promotion to use the bike trail. We have people from Bazetta. that will bike in on the bike trail early in the morning before they go to work. So that's definitely improving health outcomes and promoting the bike trail. And honestly, one of the other great benefits of having a bike trail in your city is the economic development. If you pull them off into your downtown businesses, a lot of people when they're doing these long recreational rides, you know they want to stop somewhere and you know maybe some signs saying hey go here you can go shop get some great food some new restaurants maybe stop at modern methods methods for a beer or Chardonnays for some wine right um, yeah. there's a lot of great uh, opportunity you have with having a bike trail in your city or your
1: county even yeah great um so let's turn it back to to you guys with the public transit systems um dean can you tell us a little bit about the technology that WRTA buses utilize uh, now? is it, I think it's a more of a modern system than people are accustomed to thinking of.
3: Uh. There's two aspects to the technology. On the bus, we have cameras now that provide uh, a safety element. Uh, of course, we have the radios that's been there forever. Uh, we have uh, stop announcements so that passengers know what, what next stop's coming up. And then we've got uh, technology for the passenger. We have uh, apps, one app they can download we'll tell them where the bus is at, but it's good and pick it up. Um, they can tr- uh, plan a trip on it. We just released um, last week um, I remember it was this week i'm sorry uh, the, an app where you can buy tickets online now so you can buy your ticket on your phone and show your phone and get on the bus and um, there's tons of technology we're adding to the buses every year. of course, then we've got the uh, more fuel-efficient vehicles, um, moving toward electric buses in the future, probably another five years away. And then one of the other projects that we're working on is the autonomous uh, shuttle. We, we, along with the city of Youngstown and uh, University YSU and a few other members, uh, were awarded a bill grant from the from the federal government. And most of the money is going to be spent on updating the roads around this downtown Youngstown. But uh, the fun part for me is that. It's going to allow us to buy uh, autonomous shuttle vehicles. And we're hoping to put a route from downtown Youngstown up uh, Fifth Avenue to uh, Mercy Hospital. And we might put a second one that loops around downtown. We're still trying to balance out the cost and the technology of, that, of the systems. That should take place by 2021. So if that thing goes according to plan, we'll have that for running.
1: So people in Warren could take the Warren Express into Youngstown and catch that loop if they had an appointment at Mercy Health? Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think having these, this ability to buy a ticket on your phone makes people more likely, especially younger people, to take advantage of public transit systems?
3: It'll definitely help, um, and it's not just younger people. We, when we released it, we actually had uh, people buying it that day, which I did not think was gonna happen just because it was so new and uh, the technology, but it it really does does work.
1: Yeah. And so, with you being a public system, you have a little more control over what technology is being used by the actual bus drivers for scheduling and whatnot. That's been a... Has that been a problem, Mr. Salamone, with uh, Trumbull Transit and its contractor, or having that control over the software and that kind of thing for bookings and
2: Uh, Again, I've only been here a year, and I don't know if it's been a problem, but one thing I do know, the Trumbull County Transit Board really doesn't own any technology, the um, contractor does.
1: So it's all dependent on? It's all
2: dependent on the contractor, whereas with the WRTA, they've gone out for grants and were able to purchase these things. The 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 Trumbull County Transit Board could have done the same thing, but for whatever reasons, they did it and that's fine. That's what they decided, but the contractor is the one that, has these devices like the GPS AVL systems on their buses and things of this nature.
1: Right. Well, I think we're about halfway through. Um, I don't know if anybody has any questions, Um, but while we prepare for that, I will throw another one out there. Um, Is there, when when we talk about complete streets and and adding pedestrians uh, and bicycles to more, are there targeted areas in Warren that have noticeable gaps, like I, I, the Tribune is right on 422 and uh, Franklin, and I see people running across the street like Frogger, trying to get over to Goodyear over there all the time. And uh, are, are there certain corridors of the city that need more attention than others?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm sure there definitely are. That always comes up. Um, you have to look. The best way to do it, to use your money wisely, though, is to look at when those projects are coming up and plan plan ahead, essentially. Um, And so when those corridors come up to pay more attention to them, sometimes it may be assessing, you know, why are they choosing to run across in the middle of the intersection and not use the crosswalk down there? It may be because they need to get to the bus stop or the gas station or the store. Something is across the street there. So really looking at the intersections and the timing and... Where things are placed really helps with those situations in certain corridors.
5: I was on 422, um, visiting another corner store, Smart Mart, and um, the bus was dropping off kids at the corner, and they were, you know, just sitting there for like a good minute or two, just waiting for traffic to slow down for them to cross the street. So. What kind of bus? Um, it was just like a regular school bus. It might have been Warren City Schools. Um, so just noticing that, too, with the barriers um, of, even for young people, say, for the kids, um, trying to, again, like what Jenna was saying, uh, looking out for funding on how to improve, uh, again, for kids to go to their bus stops, and when they get dropped off, um, how, how can they go home safely as well? Um, so, yeah, so those things are very, um, are very important to look into, especially if, like, again, if they're around food retail and food access as well.
1: Yeah. Great. Sarah, do you have a question?
2: so many questions. Uh, No, I have two. Um,
7: First question um, for this side of the table. (laughs) Um, So um, thank you all for sharing with us uh, the great work that you're doing. It's really incredible to see all of the good things going on here in Trumbull County and Warren um, in the Mahoney Valley more broadly. And so my question for this side of the table, so Christian Jenna and Councilman Brown, um, so Warren is working on a complete streets resolution, which I think is awesome. Um, they they passed the gardens. resolution. They're working on uh, you know, an ordinance. ordinance. Yes. <laughs> it's distinction. Um So if there are other communities that are, you know, listening to this or will be listening to this, um, what can they do um, to talk to their local officials about, you know, how, to, how can they follow, you know, Warren's lead <laughs> in getting a complete streets resolution or ordinance passed? pass on you know, this side, um, my friends in transit. Um, <laughs> Is ridership a concern? Are you doing anything to try to encourage new and more riders um, and you know, thinking about um, either those places where there's lots of concentration in people, whether that is um, job centers or also um, institutions of particularly higher education, so you know, community colleges or universities?
1: Jenna, do you want to take the lead? <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll
4: go first. Um, So those interested in looking at uh, complete streets, resolution, ordinance, whatever you feel uh, fit, is really make sure you check out and talk to all of your public health and local community stakeholders. There may be businesses or people, advocates out there that are running into these same issues and having that support is really important when you go talk to council members, um, the mayor, and you really want to make sure that you definitely need to include your engineer, and your department heads your operations these are the people who is going to be affecting and talking to them one of the things that we did in warren we worked with tool design group um, which is a national company that works uh, on complete streets and under my grant we were able to bring them in and we first had a town or cross-sector dialogue with just elected officials, department heads in the area, and we did a walk-out around courthouse Square to get the information out there so that they understood what a Complete Streets is. You kind of need to provide that education. And then the following year, we did a cross-sector dialogue with all of the community and started working with the elected officials and talking to everyone. But making sure everyone is included along every step of the process is very important, and um, that's how I would say to start Complete Streets.
6: I'd just mm-hmm. like to add to that that um, our resolution is completed and you'd be more than welcome to get in touch with our Warren City Council clerk and use that as boilerplate um, to get your complete streets started. Yeah.
4: There's a lot of great examples out there. Cleveland Heights is was just ranked number one, the best one in the country last year, so that's a very good one to go off of.
1: Great. Great. And um, Dean and Mike, um, I, kn- I, kn- I know when it comes to ridership, the Trumbull Transit numbers are going to be a little skewed because of the loss in funding and the loss in revenue hours of late, um, which you could t- kind of explain to people if you'd like to, or we can hand it over to Dean to talk about ridership at WRTA.
3: We, we actually are showing an increase. Uh, we were able to run a, uh, we've been showing an increase since the beginning of the year, but uh, we ran a special program during the summer we called Free Fair Fridays. So every Friday we had free fares on our whole system. That generated a 30% increase each Friday, and with that jump in ridership, we are now showing, for the year, over 5% growth in ridership. So we're really doing well there, and uh, it's a good sign for us. We're also um, trying to address the issue of uh, our routes and how they're aligned. They've really been changed in many, many years, so we're trying to realign them, uh, cover additional areas, add routes. We've added two routes, um, well, technically one and a half routes um, last, September near Boardman, we, we had, had a cross town to allow people to connect more easily among the seven different routes instead of go all the way downtown to make a transfer, they can transfer on this cross town route. Then we took another route in Boardman along 224 that was running every three hours and brought it down to an hourly rate, and that's done very well. Um, Future projects include, uh, again, free fare summer to, tr- again, to try and track that. My goal really is to do a free fare summer, so the whole summer will be free see we kind of uh, jump the right should we get there. But it does mm-hmm. cost money, so I gotta balance between how much resources we have and what benefit we provide our passengers. And then looking at future routes, uh, we're looking at North Jackson area, um, where there's a lot of uh, warehouse type jobs. We're try- looking at potentially doing a time-up, I'll call it Lordstown Express, only because it's um, potentially for the new TJX factory that might be up, the might be up there, distribution center. Uh, once that opens up, there's supposed to be about 2,000 jobs, and we really are—we really think we're going to be able to pull in a lot of ridership if we add a routing for that. So we're looking at that area for our next big expansion.
1: Great, um, and the Warren Express route has had growth, hasn't it?
3: So the Warren Express, as part of this uh, expansion we did in September, we added um, well, we added an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening. And then I think it was last year, or year before, we added, we made went 2 hours service to hourly service. So we really put a lot, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, um, a lot of uh, uh, additional resources in that because that is our sixth busiest route uh, that we have in our system. So we, we see the demand in the Warren area. Um,
1: Can you describe the way it comes into town for us?
3: <laughs> um, so, so it comes at 4:22. And then in, in along East Market Street, and then uh, goes up to Courthouse Square. Then it goes down some streets I don't know the names of, <laughs> and kind of loops around uh, to the south, and comes back up, and loops around the north, and goes back around the courthouse to uh, before it makes its, its uh, trek back to Youngstown. So we kind of increased the service there too to address some of the uh, c- connections there, and it's. It's, like I said, it's doing really well. We hope to continue with that. If we get this grant um, with these new routes, we really think it's going to probably be one of our best routes overall.
1: And what were some of those routes you were considering? Uh, I believe one was to the Walmart and Aldi yeah. on Elm Road. Right,
3: so there's one up Elm Road to Walmart. Um, there's one that goes along market to the hospital, to hosp- both hospitals, and there's a I think there's a route going south. I'm going to say Todd's, maybe Ta- one the street names. Todd. <laughs> Todd, <love laughs> go up there. There's two, there's two routes that go um, to, the west. Yeah, to the west, and they end up.
1: Isn't there Park Road? On
3: the park Road, so where, what's that?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, Sparkle and Aldi yes. over there. Sparkles
3: and Aldi. Sorry, I don't know more that well. It's Thank you, Janet. <laughs> to down to the library, Washington, South on Park, uh, around the
8: square, uh, down Main Street through trouble Home. No, through Homes, Fourth Street to Todd, back up, and then it proceeds on the Market. To Janice,
3: Thanks, Janet. Janet is our expert on the Warren Express.
1: Yes. <laughs> if there was going to be anyone else up here tonight, it would have been Janet. Yeah. So. Yeah.
8: Uh, it's 13 trips, but you consider it 26 because you do the out, so it yeah. leaves 13 times. Yeah. And um, for people here, would be surprised that that route will probably provide this year 90,000 trips the one ride, six days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and John
6: Dean, or John Brown, <laughs> Did you mention that you used to bike to work. Yeah, well, I don't want to make it about me. No. <laughs> 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 didn't Never. Did that?
8: That's, tell Jen. That's
6: yeah, um, years back, and I really didn't consider it anything big, although the Vindicator had me on the front page one day, <laughs> back when there was a Vindicator. That's in, um, but used to ride to work every day about four and a half miles as long as it wasn't ice on the road and uh, it's really a good way to get your your mind uh, right on the way to work and also to decompress on the way home from work and actually you can ride your bicycle just as fast as as you in the city as you uh, drive your car you know it was maybe two minutes longer 15 minutes by car and 17 by bike for me. You so, always
4: catch them at the red lights anyway. Right. Like so. <laughs> yeah,
6: and that's, and that's where, you know, and with, with the bike trail, people do take that if they're going up north and south.
4: And John also was the group that spearheaded Bike to Work, and we're going into our ninth, ninth year. Yeah, so in May, that's usually the third Friday, I believe, um, you can stop at the Log Cabin in Warren, and we always have Uh, Panera breakfast donated from E.J. Rossi, which is delicious, and a bunch of raffle prizes to win, and it's a great way to really show biking to work and getting out there and using being on the streets.
1: I think there's a big divide in the community between the kind of people that think, wake up and think, oh, it'd be nice to ride my bike to work today versus maybe someone who's just getting out of treatment for opioid addiction, who's like, how am I going to get to this job that Somebody thankfully gave me, and I hope I don't lose, and I hope I don't relapse, and I hope I
4: don't... And biking is great if you have all of the means, you know, having the bike, having a bike lock, making sure you have a helmet to be safe. You know, sometimes that's not a possibility, and that's how they get come down to having to walk or rely on public transportation. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
8: I just want to add that everybody here in this room, if you live around here, should one day... Get on the bus, go to Youngstown, have a nice lunch, and come back and experience who is on the bus um, mm-hmm. and chit chat with them. It's fun. And uh, see that it, that it really is needed. People get on and off, You know, they, they go to work, people are surprised at their work. People going to school. But, so,
4: um, and yeah, do it. A little plug for WRTA, all of your buses have bike racks on them, yes, so you can put your bike on there and get your bike transported to Youngstown to ride down around there.
2: Nice. Um, I thought that answer Sarah's question.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. My bad. Yeah, th- Mike, if you wanted to talk a little bit about how uh, Trumbull County Transit's ridership numbers have fluctuated right. in the last year.
2: Um, 2018, I believe our numbers were about 56 to 58,000 uh, total trips on the on-demand. Uh, they have gone down. Um, I know they're doing about 800 a month right now. Prior to that, they were doing about 2,000 a month because we had to keep cutting service um, as, a, as the time went on.
1: That was after losing funding? We
2: lost multiple funding. First, we lost the Trumbull Education Service Center. Right. That was earlier on. And then we did lose the senior levy funding um, as of July 1st, and that's when the commissioners um, had a senior levy administrator put an RFP on the street for for senior transportation. Now that transit that that service has actually picked up in the sense that they're doing approximately 3,000 trips a month
1: for just seniors.
2: For just seniors,
1: and those trips are free for people 60 and, and older. Those,
2: those trips are free for people 60 and older. Uh, when I talked to the senior administrator last, she said she sent out over 700 applications at this point. So, so there's
1: about 700 people using 3,000
2: well, trips? Well, give or take doesn't mean all no, 700 sure. are using them, but yeah. And so if you were to, granted it doesn't equal exactly, but I mean if you were to take it 3,000 times 12 is 36,000. which Will that happen? I don't know. But last year we did 25,000 from County Transit. Of senior trips Of senior only. trips only. So to, say, to ask about the question, you know, the ridership, there's a lot of people that need transportation here in Warren, and that's what I've seen. I've only been here one year, and that's one thing I have seen. There's a lot of people that need transportation. Um, I've gotten phone calls in my position that people need transportation. So,
1: What kind of trips do they usually need to make? Or is there a variety?
2: majority of them at this point are medical. I haven't really had too many for employment, but I have had two or three employment. And so a little bit of employment, majority medical, and some just social.
1: Right. All right, and you have people on, on the transit board now, um, and historically there weren't, that actually had disabilities and actually used the system.
2: My understanding, there are two people on our board now, correct.
1: Right, interesting. Jen, you have a question.
9: I have one for Mike. It's kind of simple, but know, as a citizen that has been involved in the whole Trumbull County Transit process, you guys know that, uh, and being a citizen here in Bourne. Now, with the the change of senior level funds to the four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars going back to be under the senior advisory board's control and all of that, obviously senior trips are taken care of with the um, you know the the transit as we know it ended. I'm concerned about, and I think I sh- many people share the concern uh, of, so say, we go from localized transportation to regionalized transportation. Number one, in the interim, what about what's going to happen to the individuals that are under sixty that still require, um, you know, d- door on-demand service? The individuals who are on dialysis, the individuals who are visually impaired. Who are under the age of 60, and we see them, we've seen a few of them come to the transport meeting and say, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So, is there a plan for when the transit system ceases to exist as it currently is for those individuals who are under 60 before the regionalized transportation system, for lack of better terms, takes over? I mean, there's, a, there's probably gonna be a big gap there.
2: There could be a gap. The question will be is, if the when the contract decides to stop running transit if he goes to december 30th i don't know if wrta can start january 1st but i know they could probably start and i'm not going to speak for you <laughs> shortly after that open around march that, that's for the fixed one but we're talking about the odd demand
3: both because they're both tied to the same money, so okay
2: so, so there could be there could be a couple months <laughs> and that's
9: pretty significant if we're talking about mm-hmm. Can get it to work if they can't get to the existing next route. This specifically speaks the majority of those individuals, I'm not all, but there's a considerable amount of those individuals that live on the west side more. And so, I mean that's that's problematic. You know, that's problematic. Are so th- wondering if like a, or is there a meeting of the mind is there a comprehensive plan or a commission, What's happening?
1: Has there been any discussion with C- Trumbull County Commissioners about alternative funding, if there is such a break in availability?
2: Not at this point, because what, what we really need to find out is if we do get this and what we can actually do start and what kind of a split we're going to have. It could be a month, it could be three months, All Right. and then we're going to have to take it from there and find out how these people <coughs> be able to get uh, rides. Are
1: there other options besides, tr- what what? Do people with dialysis do in communities that don't have a public transit system? Do you know, or
2: Um, they just use local taxi companies and things of this nature? Uh, Are there
1: insurance
2: options, or for some people there are insurance options. For some people, um, with and I, I know it's Mm Medicare, Mm Medicare, no Medicare and Medicaid both. Yeah,
9: they both cover
2: it. They both. Right. Medicaid, Medicaid covers transportation. Medicare is starting to this, uh, this, uh, and then, this round.
1: And then many private insurances would cover some, the transportation? Yeah, some
2: private insurances do also. Now, Grant, they don't cover a lot. Uh, I know one gentleman, I know there's one person at one of our <laughs> meetings, public meetings, he said they cover 30 trips a year. Well, I know that's not a lot, but it's at least something to have. It's better than nothing. That insurance chance for
5: him. Thank you.
1: Um, Mr. Perco.
2: Yes, uh, Jim Perco, the vice chairman of the Trumbull Transit
10: Board, also a disabled senior. Um, the Mahoney Valley is a unified market that has the misfortune of having a county line running right through the middle of it. And what happens on one county and what happens on the other county don't quite gel, like, they don't quite. Uh, I'm intrigued with the whole ideas of uh, regionalizing it, but uh, Dean, do you think Mahoney County would stand for Trumbull County coming on board? I, I know you're talking about reaching across the border and helping Trumbull County. How much longer are the taxpayers of Mahoney County going to put up with their tax dollars that they're paying to support their poor neighbors north of the border? Will they put up with it, or will they eventually demand that Trumbull County initiate and to match the quarter percent sales tax the way the people of Hocking County did? And you know, if we're going to coordinate this, we both have to be at the table equal. Yeah,
1: right. thanks,
10: Jim. Um... And that raises about 8.3 million dollars for your budget, which is admirable. And I remember what it took to get that thing passed. And I remember the brawl, the, practically a knockdown, dragout brawl at an Eastgate General Policy Board meeting with one of the small town mayors and the head of, of your predecessor at WRTA. Uh, and I appreciate you going out on the limb to help Trumbull County. But is Mahoney County going to demand that Trumbull County come up to the table with the same type of match that Mahoney County has? and make this a
1: truly coordinated system. Thanks, Jim. Um, so there's two parts to
10: that.
3: Right now, the Warren Express is paid by a grant. Uh, the second part, when we bring this service to Warren and hopefully trouble County for the countywide, that'll be 100% state tax, or yeah. state tax, I guess that's the best way to describe it. They'll pay for it. So there's no Mahoney money really being contributed. And that,
1: that's funds recently approved by the state legislator and signed by the governor. Right. Um,
3: to The transportation bill. Yes. So that all be statements. So there's not going to be any sales tax being used from Mahoney County in Trummel County. Um, that's why we can't start the service early because we don't want to use Trummel County Ca- Mahoney County sales tax to pay for Mahoney County service. That being said, the future will be potentially a sales tax in Trummel County if they choose to have the same type of level of service that Mahoney does.
1: So perhaps this grant money, if it comes, allows you to start up... Um, a similar system in Trumbull, say it goes well, perhaps WRTA asks people of Trumbull County to pass a tax to continue supporting what's what, what was once supported by a grant.
3: Correct. Correct. That would that's be a long-range uh, goal.
1: So it looks like the, the monies would be spent um, but for the counties that raise those monies. Correct. That money. Right. Thank you, Dean. Jim, do you have another question?
10: That helped. Uh, one thing I'll... Thoroughly happy that we have this panel. I'm just disappointed we didn't have enough publicity to fill the hall because a lot of people need to hear what's being said here tonight.
1: Well, hopefully it'll be broadcast in another form. We'll okay. spread the uh, word out. God. We'll all share it on Facebook. And...
10: Yes, and uh, we can you know, push this after the fact. There's nothing like actually having people in the room hearing it. Uh, my concern is... Uh, dissension between the two counties if we're not coming to the table on equal footing.
1: okay thank you jim okay we have one more question for the evening
0: hello my name's adam lee hi and uh sort of a two-part question um more doing complete street's uh ordinance and my question is is there capacity for suburbs and rural Communities to follow this policy at all? And sort of semi-related as far as funding some of this and in any of these places, has anyone been following anything around the public banking movement and the legislation that's been passed in California for San Francisco and LA for municipal banking to help fund infrastructure projects?
4: As far as the complete streets um, policy, yes. a Township can pass it themselves. Um, it's really it's up to the advocates and the elected officials in that jurisdiction um, that are able to pass that complete streets and work that way. So anyone that has the power of government to do a resolution or some kind of policy, they can pass a complete streets. Does that answer your question?
0: I just was pointing out the political viability of you it, know, not whether well, or not it's possible, I guess. that's us kind of phrase it properly.
4: Um, yeah, it, 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 depends. it depends on what streets you have in your jurisdiction as well. Um, so, so I guess it would be more beneficial maybe to have a countywide complete streets because sometimes it's more so that the county is in charge of those streets out in those rural areas. So, um, but it could also come down to that maybe Eastgate requires that you have a complete streets policy to get points for funding. That could be something that maybe is a possibility to help encourage the complete streets in those other areas that would help benefit them.
1: I wonder if in some, some communities, a complete street uh, might take into account Amish uh, buggies and that, and that type yes. of thing in the northern part of Trumbull County. Yes.
4: Hmm. Yes, so I always say not every street needs to change with a complete streets policy. Mm-hmm. Some streets are complete to where they need to be right now and there's, not, there's nothing more you can do, um, but then there are some who need to have a road diet and be changed and it just depends on where you're located in the county, what, who you serve, what's your traffic, and what's your intersections and things right. of
1: that nature. Um, and then when when it comes to your municipal banking question, um, I don't know if anyone is prepared to answer that question tonight. John, you might be on I the hook have not here.
6: Heard <laughs> i not mean, answer. You all well know we're a statutory city and have to abide by the uh, high revised code. I don't know that our uh, our state would allow something like that under the, uh, you know, our current system. Um, but I'd like to talk to you afterward just where we could learn about that a little bit. Thank you.
1: All right. Any way to get infrastructure money? Yes.
6: Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thank you all. Tonight we're at Christ Episcopal Church listening to a city club of the Mahoning Valley, Valley Views and Brews. Form on Complete Streets and the Transit Paradox Featuring. Jenna Amarine, Health Educator, Creating Healthy Communities, Program Coordinator for the Trumbull County Combined Health District. Christian Bennett, Food Access Coordinator, Fellow for Trumbull Neighborhood Partnership. Councilman John R. Brown, Jr. of Warren City Council. Dean Harris, Executive Director at Western Reserve Transit Authority, and Mike Mike Salomon, Transit Administrator for Trumbull County Transit. Our moderator is Tribune Chronicle reporter Renee Fox. The City Club of the Mahoney Valley Valley is presented by Bank of America, the Nordstrom Corporation Foundation, the Raymond John Ween Foundation, the Youngstown Foundation, and the Arnett Family Fund, a component fund of the Community Foundation of the Mahoney Valley. Additional support is provided by Youngstown State University and WYSU 88.5 FM. This brings us to the end of today's forum. Thank you, panelists. Thank you, Renee. And thank you, members and friends of the City Club. This forum is now adjourned.